This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. By the book on BFM 89.9. Hello everyone, you're listening to By the Book with Sharmila Ganesan and my fellow journeyer of literary festivals, Lee Chui Lin. Hello. I was trying to sound poetic, but I, know. I ended <laughs> up just sounding like we got lost trying to find books. It was vague, but good. Thank you. So we are... Um, Starting off talking about literary festivals, because it is nearly that time of the year again for the Georgetown Literary Festival to come around. And this year it is, of course, happening in Georgetown from the 23rd to the 26th of November. And uh, the theme for this year is Terra Incognita. So joining us today to talk about the festival are Pauline Fan, who is the festival director, as well as Adriana Nordin Manan, co-curator of the festival. Pauline, Adriana, good to have you with us. Hello, lovely to be here. So, Pauline, you've been festival director for a few years now. Uh, Adriana, this is your first time coming on board as co-curator. What was the approach for the festival this year? I mean, how much is tried and tested? How much is taking a fresh approach? Actually, quite a lot this year is has been rethought in terms of the festival. We did look quite critically at what has been successful in the past few years. And of course, there's been a lot of rethinking of the festival that's happening ever since the pandemic. And so even last year, we were already starting to rethink certain things. And it was our first kind of full physical year last year. Um, and so coming out of that, I think we did want to see, is this the direction we want to go in? What should we maintain? What should we maybe change up a bit? And I think what we felt was that Georgetown Lit Fest has such, a, such wonderful conversations and actually many, many um, serious conversations that take place. But at the same time, we, we were starting to think that it, it was feeling a little bit like a conference because there were so many conversations and so many heavy ones at that. Um, so I think this year, one of the things we wanted to do is to reduce some of the heavy conversations and bring in a little bit more, not exactly lightness, but more kind of festivity and also occasions to get perhaps more intimate with writers rather than have just panel discussions. So we've introduced a few new formats to, to encourage the more festive and the more intimate this year. And the theme is Terra Incognita. Talk to us about that. What does it mean and how did it translate into the programming? So Terra Incognita, it's, um, I've always loved that term. It's the term that has always captured my imagination. And, and it's a Latin term that comes from cartography. And um, it really means the kind of unexplored or unknown territories or unknown lands. And I think both Adriana and I felt that it quite perfectly captures what literature can be, what literature is often about, is that you do embark and it gives you a space to, to journey, like you both, the, the two journeys, um, Shamala and, and Lynn, um, that it does give you a space to travel and to journey into realms that you've not explored before. And we did want to to emphasize that aspect of literature and the literary imagination. So not just in terms of spaces, meaning which part of the world you're traveling to, but also just realms of the unknown and unimagined that are possible in literature that aren't always possible in real life. So I think we wanted to explore some of that. Adriana, was there anything you wanted to add to the notion of the theme? Um, actually, I remember I gravi gravitated towards the theme because coming from cartography, it's very much place-based, right? And I'm a big, big fan of place-based things. And I think there's just so much a Penang, uh, Entrepol, like convergence. And just knowing as a as a festival goer and also a uh, well, speaker in the past few years, I just find that those 
um, that the, the theme really gave us enough of like a wide berth to choose, you know, to like zone in and hone in on things. But I was also focused and and to me, like really dovetailed with Penang and Georgetown mm-hmm. and what I felt about GTLF and the place. So, yeah, yeah. that's that's where uh, I, I, I come from. And I think it also captures the multilingualism of the festival. Because there is, I mean, increasingly over the past few years, we have been emphasizing that aspect as well. So that there's a large part of the festival that is not in English, which I love about GTLF. And and I think it it really welcomes and it makes the point that really all Malaysian writers belong at GTLF. And it's not just a certain linguistic crowd that we're catering. So this phrase, uh, terra incognita, can mean different things to different people. I'm really curious, for each of you, was there a particular quote-unquote unknown territory that you personally were keen to explore with the festival? Um, Adriana, maybe you can start things off. Oh, definitely. Um, just for to preface things, I curated the BM programming, the Malay programming. So um, I was, uh, for example, and, and I really want to hype it up, <laughs> the lecture, the, the, the BM lecture by uh, Professor Takiyudin of uh, UKM uh, is on uh, a, a forgotten history of uh, rock, rock music in Peninsular Malaysia. And it's based on his book that he wrote, like a, a great tome, actually. And I really wanted to, I guess, coming from somebody who's, yes, I identify with writing and, of course, literature, but I also have different hats. You know, I, w- I work in theatre and I just do a bunch of other things. So I was like, hmm, there's just something about um, other elements of like what is literary, other elements of storytelling. So I really wanted to bring that forth, for, for example. And I'm very happy that Professor Takurin was game the, to to be part of it. And I thought that that would be kind of cool, actually, to have a pro- pro- political science professor talking about rock music at a literary festival. And why not? Because his book is excellent, and there's so much and so much richness, which I, we hope as a team to to like really inject to the program. Pauline. Um, for me, I think I wanted to explore not only this, a few panels um, or conversations with writers, which I think really do go into not so much the exploration of perhaps a territory um, in a physical sense or a place, but also in the kind of inner landscapes. Um, for example, actually, the conversation between Edouard Louis and Tash Orr, which will be taking place, which actually, Lynn, I believe you are moderating that wonderful session. I'm really looking forward to that one because I think both Tash Or and Edouard Louis um, are very special in the sense that they really do kind of look, and Edouard Louis is known, he's kind of an enfant terrible in, uh, in French literature. And he's known to take this really, really hard, uncompromising, sometimes brutal look at not just French society, but the self. And, and it's very much sometimes, it's intertwined with things like violence and intimacy. So I did actually put those two things together intimacy and violence and how those two things actually come together um, in sometimes strange, sometimes uncomfortable, but also sometimes very, um, very, yeah, I suppose insightful and moving ways. Um, And both Edouard and Tash are very good friends. Tash or actually translated uh, one of Edouard Louis' books into English. Um, And therefore, I think it would be a really interesting conversation, not just about each of their creative uh, works and processes, but also about their friendship and, and human relationship. Tash, of course, um, has so much insight in, in what he writes about about Malaysia, uh, having not lived in Malaysia for a long time. And I think that's also a, a very interesting aspect of how you encounter or re-encounter the self. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. And, and to me, that is an, unexplored in a sense. 
So, um, Pauline, you've already covered some names, but the author lineup mm. is, of course, a big draw for literary festivals. Uh, who mm-hmm. are some of the international writers or names that we'll be seeing? We have really a wonderful mix, I think, of both uh, international from afar and also regional. We have a, we have a big um, participation from the regional writers this year as well. So, as I mentioned, Edward Louis uh, is coming, Tash O oh is coming, also Jeff Dyer, who's a wonderful, very uncategorizable writer, essayist, novelist, I mean, not really any of those things, he's actually everything. He's coming as well. And also Navin Kisho, who is a wonderful, both a poet, but also more well-known as one of the great publishers of world literature um, in, in English translation. And, and the wonderful thing about Navin is, so he's the founder of Seagull Books, uh, which is based in Calcutta, but Seagull Books over the last 40 years, 40 plus years, has really established themselves as one of the great publishers of world literature, and not just from, from local Indian languages, but from all over the world. And he has an incredible library of works from the European languages, also from Asian languages, and they are world-class, really, really top-class translations. And so he will be giving one of the English lectures and it's a real privilege to have to have him as well. But regionally, uh, we have some really exciting writers as well. Veera Pon, Niti Prata, who is she's a two-time Sea Right Award winner, and she's a novelist from Bangkok. I'm very excited to have her because she's this really quirky, wonderful woman. And she sort of burst onto the writing scene um, a little bit later in her life. You know, she was she had a career in advertising and that kind of thing, and then she just decided, I'm giving all that up, and I'm starting, going to start to write. And and it was propelled actually by the political moment in Thai society, where that, with the entire um, very much Thai society being kind of polarized with the yellow shirts and the red shirts, and that, that entire crisis that played out over probably more than a decade. That actually was the impetus that, that compelled her to start writing uh, fiction, because, and her fiction is so wonderfully um, surreal. But at the same time, through that surreality, she captures the reality, um, the hard realities of what's happening in Thai society. Excited to have her on board as well. We have many Australian writers this year, for some reason. Um, we have um, Michelle de Cresta, who is a, an award-winning novelist. Um, she'll be coming with her husband, who is an award-winning translator of Spanish literature, So Chris Andrews. We also have Min, actually, is coming, Min Boy Jones, who is, was the founder of uh, the Mekong Review, coming back to the GTLF this year as well. And we have um, a writer and illustrator. Yes, we do. That's true. We have some illustrators as well. Two from Singapore as well. One of the interesting things that we did this year as well was to open up a call for proposals, which we had not done in previous years. So in a sense, I think this year, we allowed some space for people to send us proposals for either workshops or sessions or book launches. And we really did consider and we really did include quite a few of their proposals. Um, so I think in a way it's slightly more participatory in the curation as well and uh, maybe democratic in a sense. Adriana, in terms of Malaysian literature, Malaysian voices, um, who are you guys highlighting? I know you mentioned that you curated specifically the Malay language. So maybe you can speak a little bit about that and then also more widely local voices. Definitely. So there's one session um, with uh, Akia and uh, Professor Lim Sweetin. So uh, they are uh, how, I mean, Prof. Prof Lim himself has said that 
uh, it's an interesting story to have both of them. Just tell, and it's the title is Pengaruh Awal dan Pembakar Semangat. So it's just about their early influences and uh, how they got into writing. And we wanted to feature them together in conversation uh, because um, as Prof Lim identifies himself, he's like, he was a minority uh, and, uh, uh, of Chinese ethnicity growing up in Kelantan. And, and Akia is uh, is an Ora Asli or, or from Pera. And they're both novelists, right? Pauline, Prof Lim writes um, Prof right. is primarily poet, but I think he does write fiction as well. Yeah. So we will have a session with them, uh, moderated by Ainun Muayana. So that will be just a sharing about their, their early beginnings, really, and how they got into just a life journey uh, into literature. Mm. And then, for example, we have sessions with, we have a playwriting session uh, with uh, Fashali Fazli and Yusuf Baka, two playwrights. Um, there's also uh, sessions with a poetry uh, poetry session with poets from uh, across the country. You have uh, Clarissa Kesulai, and then we have Kuratul Ain, many other names as well. And uh, oh yes, then there's this other session. Hum, I don't know. I think uh, I, I was trying to uh, experiment a bit with themes. <laughs> this one is on dysfunctional families. Um, yeah, Dysfunksi Menjadi Inspirasi, and that's the title. And yeah, that's really about how uh, we find, I mean, in my experience as a translator, uh, primarily the stories that I worked on, that many of them have been like, oh yeah, they do have a sense of uh, whether generational or just, you know, uh, other other like linkages uh, in, in families where that is a backdrop. And I was very curious about that. I was like, hmm, is there something there? Why do local writers often like to uh, have uh, introduced those themes in their works? So those are among them. I could name other names, uh, Sue Imuquin, uh, Fazina Hishamuddin, uh, yeah, Azrin Fauzi, Faisal Tehrani. Um, yeah, so many names from the Malay writing world. Huh? Mm-hmm. I think it's a fun, really fun lineup, actually. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, at this time, I'd love to throw in a few others because we're also having a crime writing um, a panel and that features two local writers and a Swedish writer. Swedish writer. And the Swedes are known for their kind of, what they call Nordic noir. It's a whole genre. And in fact, it's really interesting because actually the Nordic countries, particularly Sweden, has this tradition of some of the most important literary figures are crime writers and this kind of Nordic noir um, genre writers, which I think is really wonderful. It must have something to do with the climate and the, <laughs> the lack of light in certain times of the year. But I think that's a wonderful thing to, uh, to imagine. Plus, so Johan Thiorin, who is a Swedish writer, he will be in conversation with Natsario, who is a new writer um, just coming out with his first novel, published by Fixie. Um, and also Ruben Das, who's also a new, they're both actually debut novelists and both crime, Malaysian crime. So that's interesting as well. We are speaking with Pauline Fan and Adriana Nordin Manan uh, about the Georgetown Literary Festival that's happening from the 23rd to the 26th of November. Let us know, have you been? Are you planning to go this year? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. Begin Fun Moments. BFM 89.9 
the business station. Welcome back. You're listening to Buy the Book with Sharmila and Lynn. And we are talking about the upcoming Georgetown Literary Festival 2023, uh, which is themed Terra Incognita. And it's happening from the 23rd to the 26th of November in Georgetown, of course. And we are speaking with Pauline Fan, Festival Director, and Adriana Nordin-Manan, who is a co-curator. So just to get back into it, we have the both of you here. But in a larger sense, this is quite a collaborative festival. Tell us about yes. the team that's putting the festival together. Well, there is, uh, curatorially, it's uh, myself, Adriana, and then we have a Mahua curator who was actually um, with us last year as well, Dr. Florence Quet, And uh, she is curating, I believe it's three sessions in, in Mandarin. Um, and also we have M. Navin is returning as uh, our curator for Tamil sessions. And so we do have a multilingual um, curatorial team. And the production team is all of two people. It's very small, actually. The production team in, based in Penang is uh, Swana and Desmond, our, our GTLF manager and also and the festival coordinator. So it's actually not such a huge team, but in terms of, which is why I think it's important to do larger collaborations as well. And so the call for proposals was important. And I think we felt that it, it opens up the, the creativity as well, you know, this kind of ideas to, to give, bring in fresh ideas and to bring in things that, because every one of us is limited in our scope for sure. As much as we are, we try to be comprehensive and we try to, to have our finger on the pulse of things, sometimes things escape and we don't always know certain scenes as well as we should or could. So that was one way to sort of, um, to allow people to, to perhaps bring to light aspects that we're not so familiar with. And, and I think we have a really nice collaboration with, with a few, um, with a few different aspects, and not just again book sessions. We even have a few exhibitions. Actually, we're having um, we're in collaboration with an exhibition called the Wasteland of Malaysian Poetry, which is very interesting. And also, we're putting on the GTLF itself is putting on an exhibition um, on letter writing. We've called, um, we had a call for submissions earlier this year to ask people to send in their letters and that will be going up as well. And we have another exhibition. So we actually have three exhibitions going on. The third exhibition is a collaboration with the Brazilian embassy. And that is going to be focusing on the life and work of the great Clarice Lispector, who is one of the great modernists um, of the 20th century. She, they just celebrated her centenary a few years ago in Brazil, and it was an institute that, that put on a wonderful exhibition on her life and work. And so the Brazilian embassy has facilitated um, our collaboration with this institute, and they're kind of allowing us to use some of their material for, the, for this exhibition. So I'm very excited about that as well. I'm always interested in this, and I think that you've both kind of alluded to it as well, but you've got the theme. How do you then kind of decide on, uh, well, the topics of conversations that you want to expand, explore, um, maybe kind of blow up the theme, you know, t in certain ways, and how you pair writers together? What was that process like? Adriana, maybe you can start us off on this. Um, well, I know there is uh, one panel, uh, Translation Across Borders, which I think is is uh, fascinating, really, because it features a panelist each. It's a three-person panel, and it features a panelist each working between English and um, Arabic, uh, Spanish, and Vietnamese. So I know there's that uh, that that desire to want to uh, put people with maybe that from the same 
from the same general pool, I guess, or, or corner of the literary world, but that cover a different geographic expanse. I think that was that was definitely something that we look into. And also, really, I think it's just by the way we write. I mean, the way we put the top the panel topics or panel titles uh, and the topics there. There's enough commonality, but there's also enough breadth that you know you could have uh, people of slightly different backgrounds, but who have different uh, who have similar maybe touch points uh, beyond the panel. So that's been I would say that's our approach can Pauline like we just yeah think, hmm, who would be yeah new? for sure yeah I mean sometimes it's a bit of um give and take also I think what we Adriana and I did do and across the board even though in the end Adriana curated in full the Malay sessions and I focused on the English but I think before we even got to the linguistic part yeah. we kind of wrote down what are some of the ideas that we want to to address in w- whatever language um so I think we started from there. And then we did also have another list of sort of a wish list of writers who are some of the writers who we thought um, we might want to invite and, and have present this year. And so some of it is also, we started fleshing out gradually um, those ideas and those, those topics, but at the same time started reaching out to some of the writers. And some of it was also dependent, of course, on who can come and who can't. So some of them were pl- practical decisions. Fortunately, many of the people who we did want were able to come. And then I think things start taking shape along the way. So it's not always, you know, exactly what you want. And you have to actually give yourself to the, to the whole process of curating that sometimes it's not always what you think will be at the beginning, but it, it takes shape on its own and uh, a festival comes into being somehow. So one of the main draws of GTLF has, of course, been uh, the sense of place, the personality, being able to kind of uh, wander the streets of Georgetown while also attending the events. What are some of the venues that will be used for the events this year? Um, I know there have been some changes and some kind of fun venues being used. Yeah, the main venue is going to be uh, Loft 29, which is right opposite the Prestige Hotel. And Prestige is our, the main partner hotel for the festival, like it was last year. But um, the Loft 29 is a really nice kind of multi-purpose space. It's, uh, it's quite a funky space, which is, can be used for various things. But we have the main sessions there, but we also have the marketplace there. So that's where the booksellers are going to be. And that's where our, you know, that's, and that's always a nice um, thing about the festival as well. I think a lot of people just like to hang out in that space and have coffee and talk and catch up and get those, get those books. So that's the new space that we are using. We will be having some sessions at the Black Kettle, which is just a short walk away, um, as well as Prestige. We are having some of the lectures and some of the main sessions upstairs in their ballroom as well, which is, and so that's a slightly fancier room, um, the Prestige ballroom. And then I think there's a few others, like there's Mano a play Plus? actually. Yeah, Mano Plus. Mano Plus will, is specifically for book launches, I think, yeah. and the creative huddles. Mm-hmm. I think it's also nice to have that kind of uh, demarcation of space that this is a space for the book launch and this is a space so we're not just running everywhere in between. And sometimes it, it tends to get a bit confusing with, uh, with venues. But I kind of like that we have a, a new, some new spaces. Um, we, the creative huddles, I think we should say something about that as well, Adriana, because that's something that um, we are introducing this year. It is a, a kind of new format. It's really an opportunity to meet a writer and to for the audience to ask them questions rather than it being really completely moderated. So it's really the audience coming up close to a writer or a publisher. Um, actually, Min, Min Boy Jones will be there. Um, also, Tash Orr. 
and Sue Emmerqueen. So we have publishers and writers speaking on that. But I think it's a really nice uh, concept. And, and the, the idea is not to, not to be too formal and not to be so absolutely serious, although I'm sure some of it will be serious, but it can be a really fun session. Yeah, definitely. It was like, a. I mean, when we were first uh, thinking about it, we thought maybe it would be a space to even ask a writer about their creative process, you know, for a particular yeah. work. But then we thought, hmm, actually, there's such a breadth of topics. So there's like the topics, like, like one of the topics will be about building community in within like the literary world and how you just uh, become, yeah, just like a little hub for like your little small pockets of community. Um, yeah, so creative huddles, uh, small groups. Uh, there, we're not. There's not going to be like any presentation. It's really just a hey, here we have questions. Let's just chat. We are speaking with Pauline Fan and Adriana Nordin Manan uh, from the Georgetown Literary Festival 2023. Uh, we will continue the conversation after this to get some recommendations uh, for those who are planning to head over to the festival. But in the meantime, let us know. Have you been to the festival? Are you planning to go this year? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at bythebook at bfm.my. <music> us to footnotes and we are closing off our conversation on GTLF 2023 the Georgetown Literary Festival we're speaking with Pauline Fan and Adriana Nordin-Manan so we thought it would be fun to close off the conversation by asking each of you to pick three things that you think are unmissable at GTLF um, let's have Adriana start things off Okay, so I'm taking this opportunity to really hype up the non-panel events. So it's really, uh, I, I love everything that's going on, but I just want to hype them up, uh, foreground them. There's the dramatic reading of Pineapple Tarts, a play by Sheena Gurbakash. And then there's the tours. We have three different tours, uh, one about like the Japanese story uh, within Georgetown, and then about coffee, and then Penang Heritage Walk. So we have those tours. And then the third thing is uh, I want to highlight, yeah, the creative huddles. I really think people shouldn't miss it just to get a fresh, fresh uh, and uh, maybe, uh, yeah, new approach to conversations uh, within the literary uh, realm. Yeah. Um, I do want to highlight a couple of panels and also perhaps a non-panel as well. I do think the Tash O and Edouard Louis conversation is going to be very special. So I really do think that that is definitely a highlight you do not want to miss. Edouard Louis himself is actually quite hard to get and doesn't make all that many appearances in this part of the world. And so I think it is a really, um, it's a big deal that he is coming and it's a big deal to to hear him because he's quite He's quite a writer like no other, I think. He's something like a Rambo figure of our times. Um, so I think you don't want to miss him. And in conversation with our very own Tash Or, oh, I think it's something very, very rare and special. Um, I do also want to highlight, like Adriana said, it's not just the conversations, it's also some of the other things. So I think do please go have a, a look at the exhibitions. I think the exhibitions will be also very special. Some of them are not completely in the main venues, um, so the Clarissa Lispector exhibition will be at China House. But I think it's a wonderful addition to, to listening to conversations. It's also to walk through an exhibition and to experience literature in a different way. Um, and I think it will just enhance the entire experience. So those three exhibitions that we have, please, on your long walks in uh, Georgetown, please go through to the exhibitions as well. 
And I think that the third thing I'd like to, to highlight, I would say the Navin Kishore lecture. I really want to highlight that because I think Navin Kishore is also a very, very special human being. And I think he has, and the thing about Navin Kishore is he's, a, he's a, one of the great publishers of the world. He is also a great poet and his, his entire delivery of the lecture is almost in poetry. So I think just to come to listen to this incredible man speak in this incredibly poetic way about his, uh, his journey and his, his conviction of the importance of literature and translation would be very special as well. Pauline, Adriana, thanks for speaking with us today. Thank, Thank you. you. Always a pleasure. We've been speaking with Pauline Fan, Festival Director, and Adriana Nordin Manan, Co-Curator of the Georgetown Literary Festival 2023. That's happening from the 23rd to the 26th of November. Let us know, are you planning to go? Have you been before? You can WhatsApp us, 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio, write to us at buythebook at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.